Welcome to another episode of Raising the Standard. My guest on this week's show is Mitch Muller. Mitch is a high-level fitness professional. He's been a competitive bodybuilder, making it all the way to nationals. He's got quite the resume when it comes to building his body and helping others build theirs. But recently, Mitch has been on a mission to bring men into the fullness of their purpose and their potential, incorporating fitness into his coaching programs. In this episode, Mitch walks us through his backstory, his upbringing, and talks about the pivots, the hills, the valleys in his life that brought him to this point of purpose in this season right now. Guys, we talk about fitness, the importance of having a physical regimen, how there's a power that comes when it's combined with your spiritual disciplines. We also talk about his background, seasons of anger, seasons of bitterness, seasons of depression. If you find yourself going through any of those struggles, this is an important episode to listen to because we talk about the emotions and what might be happening underneath the surface that causes those emotions to come out. And Mitch shares his personal journey of inner healing with us as well, and how that pivoted into a strong mission to build men for the kingdom of God. I can't wait for you to hear today's conversation. Let's get into it. This is Raising the Standard, leadership, mindset, and development for the ambitious Christian man. Identify, unlock, and access spiritual secrets and strategies grounded in biblical truth so you can run your race and maximize your impact and influence. It's time to lead yourself, your family, and your world. Let's get after it. All right, welcome to another episode of Raising the Standard. I've been excited about this one, guys. I've been talking to my guests for a while now, trying to line up the right date, and it finally worked out. In God's timing, he's here today. I am joined with Mitch Muller. Mitch, it's great to have you on the show and finally connect with you here. Oh, great to see you, Josh. Yeah, we've been kind of bouncing back and forth, but I'm so glad we had some time today to kind of to, to talk about all this stuff and connect again. Uh, it's always an honor being here with you. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. It's, uh, honor's all mine. And, uh, you know, we've been following each other for a little bit, Mitch, and it been on, you know, we have some mutual friends. I know that um, obviously Frank Rich, you were on his podcast and, um, and some different groups we've been a part of is how you kind of came into my universe recently. Um, I was on the Strong by Design podcast and I was talking to Chris Wilson. I had him on this show um, just a while ago, a few episodes back. And I asked him about some standout guests, you know, because he interviews so many people and he said your name. And I said, that's crazy because I've been talking to Mitch and he's been ready to jump on here. So here we are today, man. So been looking forward to this. So Mitch, let me jump in with this because... You know, I don't know if everyone listening right now knows who you are, and I want to give you a proper introduction. I want to, you know, walk through some of your backstory, but if you could give us a quick snapshot of who you are, and we'll get into your story. You got a powerful testimony, and you got a powerful mission that you're on right now that we want to uncover for the listeners today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess I love when getting asked that question about like who you are, because it's so easy to go into what I do. Right. And that's a conversation that we can just take and run with. Right. But um, I, I always like describing it as just my identity in Christ. And we're always going to, you know, we're going to go back to this here in a little bit, but of like of who I feel as a son to the most high. Right. And like, I believe that that's who I am instead of describing myself by what I do in the bodybuilding world and all of that that we'll get into is that um, for anyone listening right out of the gate, 
is that like I'm going to describe like who I am as a, as a as a son and as a you know a warrior in Christ's army, different parts of our identities, right? Um, but getting into more of the specifics of kind of you know my story, um, I felt from a very young age that uh, the Lord wanted to use me for something greater. Um, and when I meant greater, I didn't really know how to put my finger on it, but it was going to be something that was a little bit more than the average man. And I, I didn't know what that meant at the time. I just I just felt the Lord's presence from a very young age being involved in church. My mom took myself and my brother to church at a young age. So um, we were raised in the church at least half the time because my parents were split up. Um, so I lived with dad half the time and I lived with my mom who took us to church. So dad's side was very, you know, didn't care about church whatsoever, but had great values. You know, very he was very military like, even though he wasn't military at all. Um, but I, I say that because it's God's hold on me started at a young age because I saw the difference between the man that my dad is and was when I was a kid, very masculine, very like he's done everything you can think of. He was, you know, uh, he played for the Chiefs for a little bit as a defensive end and linebacker. Um, he was a chef. He built his own house. He can work on cars. I've seen my dad get thrown in the air by a bull. Okay. Like he's, he's, he's a man, he's like the man's man type of guy. Um, so growing up around that, it's this, this masculine presence. And of course, as a son, I'm like, wow, I, um, I want to be just like my dad. Right. Um, but he didn't go to church or anything like that. And so we have that side of the equation. And then when my mom takes me to church, I, I remember I was probably about seven years old and I, I see these men that are around me at church. We get out of service and these other men that are with their wives or with their kids or whatever. And I'm like, they, they seem weak. They seemed um, passive. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't really know how to, to, you know, distinguish that at such a young age, but it was something that I recognized when I looked at that. So I had this confusion of like, which kind of man am I supposed to be? You know, I have this masculine presence and then I have this other type of man that seemed like, you know, his wife was leading him everywhere and he wasn't taking charge in his life or whatever it was. So to recognize that at a young age, I was like, there's gotta be a problem here. And there's got to be a way to merge the two. Like I could still be a man of God and still be masculine in all these ways. So over the over the years, I felt you know God plant a root in there at that time. And ever since ever since that time, it's like He's grown me. Um, a little bit part of my story is that you know I was involved with sports quite a bit growing up, basketball, football, track in high school. Um, just loved athletics and all those things, and that introduced me to more of the fitness world. I fell in love with the fitness stuff, especially in football. Um, getting you know being able to lift a lot of weight and do all that stuff. And, um, and then going into college after I didn't, I didn't have those sports. I thought I was going to run track in college. Didn't do that. Cause I didn't, I didn't love it. Right. You want to be passionate about what you do. I didn't love it. So I started down the fitness route and it went that direction with my school. And, uh, and it's like, the Lord was with me that whole time where I was like, I, I feel the passion that he gave me for this specific thing. And I did years and years of that, of working in the gym, um, and then branching into the online world, which is where I'm at now. And uh, just trying to, you know, kind of cultivate that. But I went into this. I mean, I guess I could tell a little bit more about this last you know, season of my life. Is that cool? Yeah. I mean, I want to jump in a little bit because I see some commonalities here. And just to, to say a couple of things. Number one, I love the fact that you opened with your identity in Christ, you know, because that's a question that we get asked as men all the time. Who are you? And we always identify with what we do. I actually... I think it was like two episodes ago, I'll drop it in the notes, but we did an episode specifically on how to build an unshakable identity and how most guys do exactly that. And that's a lie from the enemy that you are what you do. So I love that you've rewired that part of you because like, I still have to catch myself sometimes. That's where, that's where we've been ingrained. It's the culture. It's what we do as men. 
Um, so I love that. And the fact that you were running track and you quit track because you wanted to pursue fitness. Um, you know, quick story. I was similar to you. I was getting into bodybuilding and high school, college, like right at the end of high school into, into college. And I played lacrosse and my dad also had strict standards for me and I didn't want to let him down. And he wanted me to play lacrosse in college. And I committed. And I was one of those guys, like, once you make a commitment, you got to follow through, yeah. but I couldn't gain any weight, Mitch. Okay. I was so thin and I was running like all the time running miles and just waking up early. And I'm like, I got to like, as soon as I was done with that season, I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going all in on fitness because I can't gain weight and do that. So it just reminded me of that, which is funny. Um, but yeah, tell us and and pick up on, you know, your current mission now, because what I didn't, what we didn't get into yet, you mentioned it is your, you know, your career as a fitness professional, as a trainer, but also in bodybuilding. And I want those listening to understand, you know, who you are and, and that part of your journey as well. So take us to the next part of your mission. Yeah. So the, um, the whole fitness side of it, I started to, you know, when I got into the fitness world, um, I just loved working out. Like it was, it became that passion. And then the, the competitive side started to come when I never thought I was going to be on stage as a bodybuilder. Like that was never my intention. I just loved working out. But then you know, around those years is when men's physique came out uh, in the bodybuilding world. Um, so I was like, and, you know, I had people at the gym, they're like, man, you should do it. Just, you know, just try, just do it and see how you do. I think you do really well. And I had other, you know, coaches at the gym say that to me. So I started to pursue that and I did well. I won my first two shows, um, went to nationals and did okay for a little bit. And then took, just, I think I've been in eight or nine shows now total. Um, and then switched over into classic physique, which, you know, once they brought that to the table, I fit in that way more. So fell in love with, you know, that whole side of it. But I think for me, this, it, it's tough in the bodybuilding world, right? Because it's like, you've been in this, of this, um, you know, to make ourselves an idol in a way. Um, it's the, I don't even know how to describe it, but, um, you know, you, you see yourself as, as this image and you're, you're trying to build yourself up in this way. And there's a lot of uh, pride that can enter uh, through what we do in the fitness realm. And there's, you get a lot of backlash and stuff too. And I was like, there's, I felt the Lord telling me that he wanted me to, to mix the, my fitness, the, the fitness world, the bodybuilding stuff, all of that into what I believe, you know, as a man of God, and that there is going to be other men that will see the way that I look, or the things that I do in the fitness realm. And they'll be attached to that because they like that. That's what they that's what they like to do. They feel that, you know, they just want to improve themselves. They want to look better, feel better, live better, all of that. And so that was going to be kind of the, um, like the platform where people are going to see me in that way. But at the same time, I, I felt the Lord telling me that he wanted me to bring in this, this spiritual growth aspect for these other men. But what happened, he had to do that in me first. He wasn't going to allow me to lead these other men unless he did that work in me first. And I kept thinking for years, though, like, I'm ready. You know, I always describe it as like, I felt like this, this lion inside of a cage and that I'd be pacing back and forth just looking out that cage, just like ready to go, like, Lord, let me out of this cage. Like I'm ready to conquer everything for you, you know? And I felt the Holy Spirit tell me that, no, if I let you out of this cage, you won't conquer anything. You'll cause chaos. And, and it was so clear when he told me that. And I was like, chaos, what are you even talking about? And he's like, because as soon as I let you out of this cage, you're going to jump and sprint towards something that you think that I want you to do, but you don't understand that I've already conquered that mountain. I don't need you to conquer that mountain. I've already done it. I just need you to be obedient with me so that, you know, th this healing process needs to take place first while I'm there. He's holding me back for a reason. It's not to, to restrain me and keep me from walking in purpose. Of course, he wants me to walk in my purpose, um, but he's just, he's, he's molding me in this time so that when he does let me out and unleashes me into the world to, to do what, you know, what he's called me to do, 
that I will step out bold and confident, kneeling before Jesus's throne, right? As, as a warrior ready to tackle what he called me to do. Um, give me, allowing him to, you know, give me the mission. And then I take that mission and run with it, whatever that may be. So you guys, you can kind of see like this, this, you know, this play on words of this like analogy that I'm bringing that I felt the Lord, he just put it in my mind very, very quickly um, with all this, that it gave me an image to, to base this around. And um, so that's where a lot of this started, where I felt like he had to do that work in me. So fast forward years and years, I thought I was good to go. I was like, Lord, how do I incorporate you into what I do. And there's so many men that I know are, are dealing with that as well. I get messages all the time from they're like, I do this for a living, but I love the Lord. And I feel like I'm not walking in purpose. I feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And how do I merge the two? And the answer is never simple when it comes to that. But the first step always is to, to make sure that we're good to go on, on the inside. So at the end of, I'd say 2020, um, going into 2021, uh, it was, I was at a tough season. It was probably one of the toughest seasons that I've ever been through in my life. And it was one of those that just kind of happened. You know, it's like, we just went through the whole year, 2020, all the craziness that happened. Then I moved to Atlanta at the end of 2019 to be with my, my now wife. Um, but at the time I felt the enemy attacking me just tremendous. It was uh, this battle in my mind of like, I was questioning my purpose. I was questioning who I was. I was questioning moving across the country. Um, I was questioning my relationship with her and it was, it was terrible all the way around. I'm like, Lord, I thought I heard you with all of these things. And it's like, you know, the enemy will come in as soon as God gives you a mission, the enemy will come in right there and just whisper lies and all those things. But, um, at the end of it, looking back on it now, I know that the Lord was working more than anything else because he had to slow me down and he had to heal a lot of stuff that was on the inside of me. So at the end of 2020, I felt, you know, my my wife now was just encouraging me to go to this retreat. It was like a two or three day retreat called the Sela retreat um, in, in Georgia. So anyone that I, I recommend it to anybody because it transformed me completely. Um, and I pushed it off. She was like, I, you should go, you should go. And so we went through months of just, do we stay in this relationship? Is this the right choice? Like I was literally like, I wasn't, I wasn't nice to be around whatsoever. Oh, wow. I was Mitch, what happened? Like, wh where did this come from? Because you're explaining you're in this process. You're staying submitted to the Lord. I just want to clarify a couple things. So I, um, so I make sure I get the, the lesson here because you're ready to go. And the Lord's like, no, not yet. So you're staying submitted and you're surrendered in this place, which is awesome because God uses a process to get us to our purpose. So I see that happening in your life. But then what, what was the event that triggered this? You know, you explained it as a couple months of, you know, just a, a, a funk you went into or a place you went into where you felt like you were under attack. Um, can you pinpoint anything that kind of kickstarted that off? Was there any lesson there for you as you came out of it later? Um, how that attack came came at you? Honestly, that's a great question. I think it was a lot of things all culminated at once. Um, I think there was there was this um, almost like this bitterness that was like building in me. I was homesick completely, um, being away from home. From I didn't have anybody out in Atlanta. I just had you know my my wife, my girlfriend at the time, and um, and there was a, the living situation that I was in there was very difficult um, for other reasons. Like I felt like stuff was just stacking up. And I remember one day thinking that I was like. I'm not happy. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just not happy. And I, I kept praying about it. And I just felt, I've never felt depressed in my life, but I think it was just a lot of things that started to build up on each other of where I, I really started to, <laughs> when people talk about how they feel in a depressed state, I was like, oh, now I understand what you mean, because I've never dealt with that ever in my whole life. And I, at the, but at the same time, it's like hard to put my finger on it, but I felt the Lord telling me that he wanted to do something in me. I felt pride. 
I felt a lot of pride. We have, you know, my wife and, you know, at the time had these conversations back and forth and I was resistant. I was resistant naturally. And I'm like, that's not who I'm supposed to be in there. I like it, the whole time I was like, the Lord was like, that, that prideful root needs to come out. There's a lot of other things that need to come out. So I couldn't really pinpoint it if I were to say like an exact thing, but I know a lot of stuff built over that year. Of, it was basically, yeah, a full year of me being out there in Georgia that like just one thing after the next kind of started to build. And um, and I felt that the Lord was bringing me to this point of where I was going to be doing something new in my, in my work and my business with these men. And that he's just, I felt him saying that the time is short. We don't have time to beat around the bush or whatever. Like we need to get the stuff out now. So it was almost instant. It was, it was almost instant at that time where I was like, okay, something needs to change. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this interview. I have two things I wanna tell you. Number one, I just released a brand new challenge. It's called the Unfair Advantage Challenge. I would love for you to sign up for this. It's completely free. It's 11 day email challenge where you will be empowered and equipped to learn and to discover how to access the unfair advantage that God makes available to every kingdom man. If you are enjoying the show, I'm gonna ask you to share it with another friend that needs to hear the message and what we're talking about. Also, I would be honored if you would leave a review. Let me know what you think about the show. It helps other men like you find the show. Now, let's get back to the episode. Awesome. So Mitch, continue to tell me the story because I'm hanging on the edge of my seat here. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, yeah, so I get, I finally agreed to go to this, you know, this retreat. And, um, and I remember praying before that, that I'm like, Lord, if there's anything in me that I don't know that's there, uh, for me to step into my purpose and walk in what you've called me to do, um, whatever you, you know, you need to do in me, please reveal it. And so I was an open book when I went into that and it was, it was tough to, to kind of face some of these things, but the retreat is, I mean, without getting too long winded with it, I mean, we had, uh, we went through training stuff during the days. We didn't have our phones or anything like that. So it was just, we're completely separated. We're in this house. There was, I was the only guy there actually, because there was like, I think five or six other females. So it was, it was an intimate group. And, you know, the, uh, we had a, a woman and her husband leading the whole thing and telling their testimonials and all these things. But long story short, there was, um, a couple moments in that time where I had this, this, uh, this counseling session with both of them and, I remember Chuck, he's amazing. He, he actually officiated my wedding. I, I told him about stuff that was going on in my life. And he kind of pinpointed that I didn't really understand the love of the father. And that was the game changer for me. And I remember he told me, he's like, stand up. I was like sitting on the couch and stuff and we're, we're talking and he's like, stand up. And he, and he looks at me, he puts my hand, puts his hands on my shoulders and looks at me square in the eye. And it's like, keeping that eye contact. He first started to speak as my father, my, my real father, my biological father, and all the things that I didn't know I needed him to say when I was a kid. And it, and I lost it, man. I lost it when he started to do all that because I didn't like, I never questioned my dad's love for me. I just didn't hear it. Uh, so I started to go off down this path of, you know, thinking that I wasn't good enough in a lot of ways. And that was all subconscious. I didn't even know. I didn't even know any of that was in there. Um, so he did that first and then he spoke the same thing, but as God speaking over me as my heavenly father. And it was so powerful. I was just like, I was buried in his shoulder, like his whole shoulders, like wet from my tears. And, uh, it was really, really powerful. And then that, um, that night there was a worship, uh, service. Um, Allison who leads that her daughter leads the worship service and she is very unique. She prophesies as she sings. So she went over each individual person that was in there and whatever the Lord was telling her, she would sing and prophesy. But when she got to me, she she was she was singing and she was saying all the, all of these things. And I mean, it's it's a lot to go into right now. But 
she basically had to stop singing and speak because the Lord was giving her so much to say. And she started to cry. And she started to cry because of, and speaking as the Lord of like his love for me, like just one-on-one, -on -one, like he was directly speaking out of her. And it was the most powerful experience. I have it recorded on my phone because I'll listen to it from time to time because it's so powerful. And where I really understood and felt the Lord's love for me in that way. And, um, and I mean, all, everything that she spoke in that, uh, one of the prophecies was that the Lord was going to expand my influence and that he wanted the glory for all of it. And, you know, what happened now, J just last week or the week before I hit half a million followers on TikTok, I didn't even have it. Yeah. Time, you know, so congrats, man. I was going to bring that up. You beat me to it. Yes. But uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's I mean, that was it. that that whole experience was massive in. And it's not like everything got fixed at that moment, but it was, it was the Lord's, it was, it was the father's love that got in. And once, you know, that got in, he started to heal and do a lot of things in me. And it was from that where I, I, I came home. I was start, I was, I started to write a book at the time. Um, at least I thought it was going to be a book and it probably still will be. We, you and I have talked about this a little bit, but long story short, everything he told me, like, be very specific, the process that I took you through from this, this tough season that you went through, this process from one thing to the next that I took you through, I want you to write it down and make it very, very clear because that is the process that we're going to use to help transform other men. So like I said, yeah, so that's all of everything that I'm doing now came from that. So if I were to narrow it down, that's where it came from. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing, Mitch. What an awesome testimony. You know, some real inner healing happening in that journey at that retreat, which is so necessary for us. And, you know, I'm almost wondering, you're making me think because, um, you know, when we don't know our father, we never gotten, if we haven't gotten that approval, if you haven't gotten it, it that need is not going to go away. It's going to be there. It's just going to express itself in different ways. So for a lot of guys, it will express itself as shame. It may express itself, express itself as anger, bitterness. I'm almost wondering if some of the things that were coming out subconsciously when you were in that season of attack is just, you know, unmet needs that are expressing themselves in different ways. And I don't mean to put that on you, but for guys that are listening, if you're dealing with those anger issues, if you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing, there's usually a deeper root issue. And Mitch, what you just explained there is an inner healing process, a specific ministry where people go in and and through questioning, counseling, and prayer can uncover that need and bring some restoration there. So you have this encounter with the love of the Father, and it changes everything for you. And, and so you emerge from that weekend, Mitch, and now have a new, is this the next piece of you have a new identity and is this when you start seeing yourself as a son in this season? Oh yeah. So that's when a lot of, a lot of things started to change and I started to take action on things just one piece at a time. And I felt um, that this, you know, once I understood uh, like you know, my identity and, and who I was, and this was just sealed. It's like, I know exactly who I am. Anyone that would say something against me that that's not part of what God's word says and who I am as a son, like it's, it would just bounce off. Like it's, it's, you know, it, that's where it started. But then the uh, more of the healing process started to happen from there. And it's so funny because that's the exact same process that now is going into what I do. And uh, so it was, I remember it clearly as day. I don't normally get visions or drive. I had a couple of dreams that I knew were from the Lord hundred um, percent. But then I, there was this, this vision. It was almost just an image. And I woke up and it was just clear as day. It was like, it was like Jesus and I had had a conversation, a complete conversation, but it happened in a split second, very, very fast. And it was him standing next to an empty table. And he's like, on this table, I want you to put everything that I've, I've given you. And like, whether it's stuff already in the past, the dreams and visions for, you know, the gym that I want to build one day, it's more of like a campus. You know, I've, I've told you about my, my vision for that massive, huge vision 
uh, for that. You know, I want you to put that on there. I want you to put your relationship on here, your family, all this stuff. Everything that, that I've given you, put this on this table. I'm going to take stuff off. I'm going to put stuff on. And I'm going to rearrange things in an order that you didn't expect. And it was, it was clear as day, clear as day. So I was like, that was an image that I had over the following months where I'm like, what do I really need to put on there? What do I need to surrender over to him? And I mean, it's, it was, he told me everything. So it was just, it was just letting go of things one at a time. Sounds like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I want all of it. Yeah. Yeah. How about all of it? Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the table is almost like a cross because some of those things we don't want to give away. Some of those dreams we're holding on to and um, the Lord wants it. Yep. Yeah. And then he'll give it back to us, but at the right time, if it's his will. So yeah, keep going, Mitch. I love it. I love the story. Yeah. I mean, one of those was he, because of the gym and that, you know, the vision he gave for me that at like 21 years old of this massive place that I would end up building one day that would just have, you know, just be the, it would be Jesus centered all the way like through and through, but the most awesome gym you've ever seen in your life and been through just the community and the, and you know, the empowerment, all that stuff. And I remember during that, that season, when I was like surrendering that over, he's, he, I felt the Holy spirit give me like this question. What if that vision and that dream was meant for your children to see in person and you actually wouldn't see it? You would just be laying the groundwork, like groundwork for it. And they would take it and actually see that come to pass. But what if you never did? Would you still love me? And and that's where I I really started to get this this to distinguish between like kingdom purpose and like chasing my own purpose because our purpose is I mean I see it in in sermons and stuff all the time. We as men love to go after whatever God has called us to do, and that can become an idol so easily. Is like I'm just I'm chasing my purpose. I'm doing what God called me to do, and He's like whoa whoa whoa. I just want you to be with me. You know, I want you to be obedient. I want you to stay here with me. Don't go chasing off, you know, in, in the distance, the thing that I called you to do, because again, it's like, he's already conquered that mountain. He doesn't need you, you know, to do that. But as, as long as you walk in his will and you stay connected to him, right? It's like, Jesus is the vine and we are the branches type of thing. It's like, we're, we stay connected to him. Everything's going to be fine and everything's going to work itself out. But I started to see this difference between like, was I really, I was putting that more as, as an idol that like I have to, and again, that was from my, my past and my, the whole stuff with my dad that I had to prove myself, that I had to earn these, diff these different things. And that once I, you know, once I did this stuff, then it would be enough. And like, so that battle was still, you know, kind of going on in there a little bit, but um, that's how it started to evolve. of like seeing this different, this, you know, kingdom mentality of, of what I was doing was, you know, is for the Lord where, you know, the Lord talks about tremendously in his word of, of works. Like our works are important hundred percent, you know, it's like faith without works is dead, but the, that work piece is actually very, very important for us as men and what we'll be judged on as well, like from what we do in this life. And uh, so it was distinguishing between those things was a little bit, you know, it was tough for a while, but he gave me um, more clarity on that, that I didn't need to be putting all of that as, you know, as, as an idol or just, you know, as the centerpiece of my heart of chasing this stuff, all I needed was the Lord. So, um, yeah, that was that during that, that whole season. And then from there, that's when I really started to piece the, you know, the program, um, that I'm doing now together. Like I said, I thought it was going to be a book at first, which I believe it will. Um, uh, but it just started to grow and mold over time. And I wasn't going to be anxious about it. I wasn't going to be like, oh, I got to get this out. You know, I was sitting on a lot of this for a long time and, you know, just like when you trust the Lord, um, with these things, his timing is always yeah. perfect. Awesome. So. Yeah. You know, that's so true that we can make idols out of things we want and they can be good things. You know, there is everything's going to go through the fire. That's what Paul tells us in Corinthians. All of our works will go through the fire. 
And, you know, I, I talk about this often on this show that there's wood, hay and stubble, and it's not necessarily sin that can represent good works, but they're good works in the energy of our flesh. But it's the, it's the gold, the silver, the precious stones, which make it out, which represent, you know, Christ in us, the, the actual work that he's called us and empowered us to do that he does through us. It's not our humanity doing that. So I love that. But for guys listening, I just want to drop this encouragement too, because is that you? We know that ministers can can really, this can happen in ministry a lot where the ministry becomes an idol, the church size becomes an idol, the platform becomes an idol. And it's not just ministry, that's one place we see it, but it happens with all men. It could be the title, it could be your LinkedIn profile, it could be your resume or what you've done. Because going back to where we started, Mitch, a lot of us, we're so ingrained to find our value in what we do that that needs to be redeemed and totally flipped around. Um, and everyone needs this revelation of the Father to, to know who they are and come into sonship, which is a process. It's not a one-time event. It's a process of growing and, and being conformed into his image through that. So, Mitch, where I want to take you right now is I want to ask you, like right now, what's the, what's the burden on your heart when you talk about men, when you talk about, you know, you want to, you know, you felt like this cage lion and now's the time that you're stepping out, you're stepping out into the next part of your identity, the next phase of your mission and your purpose. Um, what's that thing that you feel you're called to do right now for the men that you're called to reach? Yeah. So they, I mean, the main burden, it's, it's so funny because it's been there for so long that that burden has been there, but it's just become more clear as I, as I've gotten closer to this. And I believe that it's like the Lord gave every single man that mission to fulfill. It's like, we're very mission oriented, right? Um, I believe that's, you know, it's like how Jesus called the disciples and stuff. He gave them this mission. It's like, we as men really are built around stuff like that. And so every man like has, you know, that mission, but, and they want to step into purpose. I mean, I talk to these guys, they send me messages all the time. Like, I, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do, but I know I'm supposed to do more than what I'm doing right now. And there's, there's that, that healing piece that is, it's a, like a wall that's, that's preventing them and whatever it is in their life. Um, it will, there's a few things that go in that order. It's the identity piece, it's the healing. Um, and it's, it's usually sin. And all of these things need to be dealt with before they can even enter any of that stuff. Where we talk, where we start to talk about, you know, their gifts and their talents and their skills and the stuff and the passions that the Lord gave them. All that stuff is great. That's the fun stuff. But like they want that, but there's a there's this this section before that, that we have to go through that the Lord, of course, took me through, where we have to get rid of this stuff that is hindering them, these weights that are that are holding them back, right? Because we're supposed to run that race with perseverance, but we're, how are we supposed to do that when we have all this extra weight that's holding us down? And that, I believe, is the, is the burden um, that I feel for a lot of these men is that their heart is there. They know that they're called for so much more than what they're doing right now in their work and their marriage um, as fathers, like all of, all of the different areas of life. Um, but they just they, they need help in that area for, for that healing and even identifying these areas of sin or, or whether it's pride or unforgiveness is a big one. Um, it's any of these things could be limiting you completely, um, for getting that clarity and, and stepping into what God has called you to do. So I think it's like walking in that, in that purpose is always such a, a great, you know, goal. That's what I've always wanted, but until you, you know, you can't reach that point without first going through the hard stuff. And, and my burden has been to help these men navigate this. And they, what does it look like to be a man of God on a regular basis? And like, how do I, we identify these sin issues? And, and get those new revelations from scripture and establish these new habits of, you know, getting in the word on a regular basis and just their, their mentality towards, um, towards the father. 
and um, and and bringing humility in every single day. You know, all these things are pieces that are involved in that section. But I believe that is the burden that I feel is because it's like they're right there. They're the same as me. They know that they're meant for something more. They can't put their finger on it. But in order to do that, that healing has to take place first. Yeah, so good. I love your mission. I love your mission, Mitch. So tell us about what you've built because you now have a, a new endeavor, a new coaching program where you're you're using exactly this formula mm -hmm. of using and redeeming some of your your past skill sets and and passion and interest and bringing it all together. Um, so I'd love to hear more about uh, the Kingdom Fit Academy. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I was I've been so excited from putting this together, and what I wanted to do was to combine the best of both worlds of what I was mentioning before. The, this whole fitness side of what I do. And I remember I went back and forth with God over a little bit. I talked to my wife and I was like, I don't know if he's calling me out of the fitness stuff that I've already done or, and he's bringing me into something brand new. Maybe it's just ministry that he wants me to go into. Maybe every, you know, I kind of see it was like Tim Tebow. He had his football stuff. Football stuff is done uh, for the most part, as far as, I mean, announcing or whatever, but then now he's, he's doing his foundation stuff and he's really, you know, more, more ministering to people. Um, so I'm like, is, is that what I'm supposed to do? But I'm like, I love the fitness stuff. I could talk about it all day long. Uh, and, but he finally brought me to the place where, no, I want you to combine these two. It's I brought you through all this fitness stuff. I gave you a passion for this in the, in the first place for a reason. So now we're going to mesh the two together. So the way the program is structured is around, you know, 16 weeks of where one half of the program is the, um, the fitness side of things where it's complete transformation from A to Z. And I know I always love specializing in muscle building, um, but for the men that I'm trying to reach, they want to just feel healthy. They want to look good. Um, they don't want to have, you know, be stuck with the dad bod type of thing. And it's like the more that they look and feel better in the mirror every single day, they're just going to, you know, do a lot better in so many other ways. I just know, I know that from, <laughs> from my own experience. So we have, whether it's fat loss or muscle gain or strength, I put the program together in the fitness and with the way the fitness stuff goes to, to make sure that they're going in a periodized process. So all we have to do is, you know, tweak their food a little and, and all of that to where they're getting to their end goal. So the fitness side of the program is just complete transformation. Do they want to see their abs for the first time? There's a lot of guys in it that are doing that. They do like, I've never seen my abs before. I just want to get in really good, healthy shape. Other guys are twigs and they just want to put on a bunch of muscle. So it's like, we can do those things. And I wanted to build a program around that where we can, we can tweak it a little bit based off of what they want to do. Cause it's not going to fit everybody. I didn't want to be like, oh, we're, we're just going to build muscle, whatever. Chances are a lot of guys need to lean out, whatever. So I have the fitness side of it with the first phase is more. So there's, there's a lot of customization built into this. So I, based on their individual need. Yeah. So, and they're able to pick and choose based off of these things. So I take them through the first intro introduction phase where I'm really honing in on the foundational stuff. Um, because I found, you probably know this too, from like working with, you know, with clients is that you could throw a, a workout program and a meal plan at somebody and some people will be, will know, they'll be, you know, perfect right out of the gate. They'll know exactly, you know, what to do. They'll follow it to a T. They won't question anything. They'll just be ready to go and they'll do it. And, but the majority of, of men, I believe, need to form those other habits first of like meal prepping, um, understanding like their, their water intake, their supplementation, gut health, like all of these things. So I built that intro around those things. So then the last 12 weeks of where the program comes in, the fitness stuff and where I've been customizing their food. So that is a real customized part of it. And then the workout program is set in its, in its ways where they can use it however they need to. So we have that whole side of the program, um, which is, which is great. But if, you know, the, the spiritual growth side of the program is what I'm most excited about. And I was curious because of launching this, you know, a couple months back, 
of of how it was going to play out and what the guys were really going to attach themselves to and, and get the most out of this program. And it's been the spiritual growth stuff. So each week we're tackling things that build upon each other. And it's like, just like we were talking about, it's the same process the Lord took me through. The first phase is identity, understanding their identity. The second phase is the healing, getting all that stuff out of there that they need to get out. And then the last half of the program is where it really gets fun and where we're diving into, you know, the differences between gifts, talents, skills, and passions. Those are all very different things. So we're, we're, we're fine tuning that if they're getting super clear on like, wow, okay, I, maybe God didn't give me a gift for this, or he's cultivating this in me right now. And, and what that looks like on a regular basis, I kind of see this as like armoring them up for, for getting ready to be unleashed out into the world. So we're teaching on how to pray effectively, um, how to fight in spiritual warfare. Uh, it's just the stuff that's not really talked about in church uh, quite a bit and how to operate in, in the spiritual gifts. Um, all of those things. And so that's in that third phase. And then the final phase, we dive into like basically unleashing them into their purpose of um, of what the, what does that look like on a regular basis? So we're tying all of it together. We're getting really clear on their mission and vision st statements for themselves, for their families, um, all of that. So by the time the program is done, they've gone through this, this growth process and they're so, so clear. Um, and I felt the Lord tell me that once the men reach that last and final phase, he's going to give them new revelation instantly. Like for if they've had years of not knowing what they were called to do, maybe a little bit, that that clarity was going to come because I felt the Lord tell me that, like I said, the time is short. We're not going to beat around the bush anymore, um, that we don't have much time left. Uh, so he's calling his men to the battlefield. So we're, it was like, bam, bam, bam. We're going to we're going to heal you, get the stuff out, bring, you know, armor you up and, and get you out there type of thing. So in a nutshell, that's how it's how it's phased. So but having the fitness side and the spiritual side together has just been powerful, absolutely powerful, because we as men like we like to do things side by side. Right. I like the difference between men and women. Women love accomplishing things face to face. Men love accomplishing things side by side. And that's more of like the differences between oxytocin and vasopressin as hormones. Vasopressin is that male, like camaraderie, you know, warrior type of thing of like, we're going to do this together. And that's the culture that I've wanted to create with this program. And that's what we've done so far. So I'm excited for where the Lord is going to take it. So in a nutshell, that's kind of how it's all put together. It sounds amazing. So Mitch, what I didn't get, get to earlier, so let's get to it now because we're talking about it. It's part of your program. It's part of who you are. It's the way I live my life as well. So the fitness component, you know, you and I, like we both grew, I grew up in the gym, basically. That is my outlet. That's like my hobby. That's what I do. And I find so many parallels to my spiritual walk with what I do there. And I know you do as well. And you talk about this quite a bit also. So tell me about, um, you know, just speak to the importance of working out, the importance of the resistance training and how that parallels and how that works um, and just mirrors our, our spiritual walk. What's that look like for you? I, I've always seen it as like, once I got this revelation, I was like, man, it's amazing how everything fits together. And it's the three different pieces of us, right? It's the, the spirit, it's the soul, and it's the body. And all three of those need to be renewed in that way. So it's like when we accept Jesus, um, you know, as our Lord and Savior, like our spirit is renewed. We have the Holy Spirit um, on the inside of us now, but our, our soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions needs to be renewed on a daily basis. The word makes that very, very clear, the way we think and all of that, but then the body as well. And I found that there's so many people that will maybe they'll start to tap into the way that they think and, and all that but i got this you know this revelation of like well if you if because of the way you treat your body and in basic health and nutrition and, and fitness and all of that like if 
if you're treating it in a negative way, let's say you just you took 10 years off of your life because you weren't that wasn't a priority to you. You that is 10 years of mission that you haven't been able to fulfill or that you won't be able to fulfill um, that, that the Lord had for you. His perfect will was for you for maybe for you to live that extra 10 years to accomplish these different things. And now he's going to, you know, someone else is going to accomplish those things instead because his will is going to be done. Right. But if like I kept thinking, I don't want to limit what the Lord has called me to do. And, and that's where the fitness piece really fits in for so many men. Um, and I mean, we can go into details about this too, but like when I'm, when I'm in the gym, that the, the mindset part of it, it, it's, it's right there with it. You know, it's like when you're doing a hard set in the gym or you're, you know, you really have a really hard leg day and you got 400 pounds on your back or whatever it is. Like those are the moments where it has to happen here in the mind before it ever happens on the outside. So there's this, there's just like this, um, that this strength that comes through there. And when you, I felt, the, I felt the Lord telling me to just invite him in to these other areas because he already knows it. Like if he's, a, he's already, he gave me that passion in the first place um, to, you know, to, to really push myself to new places. And I found that when I'm in the gym and I'm challenging myself in these ways, my mind is now in a new place. Like I know my pain threshold. I know like how far I'm able to go. And it's such a good training ground for life. That like, if you aren't tested, if you aren't pushed to a certain limit of what you can even actually do, I mean, I think there's a stat that like, once you think you're at failure, you have about 40% more to go, like something somewhere around there. And it's, I mean, when you, when that happens for us as men physically in person, I've been in muscle camps. I've taught some before I've, I've been taught by other guys that have, you know, high up in the industry and I see, and I have felt what it's like to go to that to that length. And it's not like, I'm not saying that every man needs to go in there and go crazy. Right. But whatever that is for you of, of, of stepping over that, that discomfort and getting to that next level. I, it's like, for me, I can speak for me is that when I understood that and I saw it happen in the gym, the immediate question was what else am I limiting myself on in life? Like if I, if I didn't think I was able to do this physically, now I've seen that the Lord has given me this strength and this, this mindset and, and to accomplish these things in the gym, what else have I been limiting myself up here, like for the rest of my life? And so it, it's like, you and I both know it, it plays into so many different areas of life. And that's why I felt it's so important to, to bring that piece alongside it, because we as men really gravitate to stuff like that. Right. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot of details of the, of the day-to-day -day workout type of stuff, but where we can bring the Lord in, you know, praying in between sets, like all sorts of things, asking him to reveal stuff. Um, I've made great relationships in the gym. So it's like, he can use that gym time for anything. 100%. Yeah, I agree. Well, listen, we're, we're supposed to pray without ceasing. So it doesn't stop when you walk in the gym. And um, I love the gym because it's such a metaphor for life, you know, for all the reasons you said, just consistency, showing up when you feel like it, when you don't, the endurance, reaching capacity. You know, I believe that's a Navy SEAL principle. The 40% principle is when you're, when you feel like you're at max, you're only really at 40%. Uh, there's so many lessons and analogies that are are headed. And those those metaphors are in scripture too. I love that. And that's that's been a theme that I always talk about too, is um, the athletic metaphors in scripture. So there's something about acting it out and really seeing it come into being as you experience it with your body. And I think that for too long, Christians, and I'll, I'll get on this soapbox for a minute because we need to hear it, is that we only focus on the spirit. We only focus on the mind and the soul and then it's like, because we're so limited, Mitch, because we can't do anything else, and some people feel so restrictive on like the lifestyle they had to give up, it's like, well, I can't do this, and I can't do that, that food becomes their outlet. 
And that becomes the one place where they're like, you know what? This is where I'm going to indulge. It's not necessarily sin for me. And I'll just eat whatever I want. And they trash the temple. <laughs> they trash the temple. And like, and you're sick. And you know, you said something. I don't know if you know this or not, but in Psalms, it's uh it's around 90, around Psalm 90, give or take a few chapters. Um, there's actually a scripture in there. And it talks about the generation of a man is 70, and if he's strong, 80. So you literally see like there's an extra 10 years in scripture that you can get if you're strong. And that comes back to me for stewardship. Mm -hmm. That's stewardship. Oh, you know, yeah. like we stored our money. We have lots of messages on that, but you need to store your body. So guys, you got to follow Mitch. Um, he knows what he's talking about. He's, he's backed by evidence-based science and principles. I see the way you train. I know who you're connected with. And um, I know if you're putting it together, it's going to be really, really good content. So that's awesome. And I encourage guys that are looking for that piece that I think, you know, Mitch, what you put together here is truly outstanding. I love your mission. Um, so as we start to wrap up, is there any last thoughts or last things? We're going to drop links. We're going to tell people how to follow you. You got incredible following on social media right now. The Lord's really been expanding and that prophetic word over your life is literally coming to pass as we speak. Um, so we're going to drop your handle so people can find you, but go ahead. Tell, tell our listeners, our guys that are listening, where to find you, how to connect and um, any last thoughts you have as we land the plane on this? Yeah, so I mean, I'm on Instagram and TikTok probably more than anything. Uh, Instagram has been weird lately with the way their algorithm and stuff works. So even Facebook too, but Instagram is just my name, Mitch Muller, I'm at Mitch Muller. And then TikTok is Mitch underscore Muller. And uh, so I'm, I'm there all the time. I actually opened up my DMs on TikTok, uh, which is, I was questioning doing that because of how many come through. Um, but I am answering those uh, because I felt the Lord really calling me to do that. Uh, because there's so many men, you know, that that are reaching out that have questions and that, you know, that need more of the Lord right now. And I feel, you know, that burden. And I want to encourage anyone, you know, any of you guys that are listening to this, that there's more that the Lord wants to do in you right now, whether you feel it or not. Like there's a hundred percent and feelings can be, you know, they, they can kind of confuse us. Right. And we don't we don't have to have, you know, certain feelings in order to walk it out in faith. And I believe that you're listening to this right now for a specific reason. And the Lord is calling you to a new level. And in order to for to get to that new level, it's going to take a different level of obedience. And often with that obedience comes a certain level of sacrifice. So getting to that next level that the Lord has called you to, there's there's something that will need to change. And it's whether it's, you know, getting rid of sin, um, it could be a prideful heart. It's all these different things. But I want to challenge you right now if as an action item to spend time with the Lord every single day. If there's one thing that I say over and over again from the messages and things that I've gotten is I'll ask, how often do you spend in prayer and in the word? Like it, so much of our walk as men of God comes down to that. If you aren't connected to him, how are you able to lead your family or lead the workplace or anyone that's underneath you? It's like, we are submitted to authority through Christ Jesus. So we, we have to have that peace in there. So if, we're, if we don't have that, we're gonna start operating in our own strength over and over again. And that is a recipe for disaster. So I want to encourage you guys that if you're not already designating a specific time to read the word and pray every single day, then do it hundred percent, because that's where it starts. You, it's your personal relationship with Jesus that is going to do everything else. And I'll tell you that the more that you do this, if you miss a day or you're busy or other things just happen in life, you're going to hunger for more of the Lord. There's going to be just so much more built up in there. Like I didn't get to spend time with the Lord today. Everything else, get out of the way. I need the word. Like I need time with Jesus. Like those are the things that are going to start to grow. If you don't feel hunger for the Lord now, just 
put in those daily disciplines that I guarantee you that hunger and that thirst for more will grow. And that's where all of this starts. So if you're, you're able to take an action item with that, like right now, that's the best thing you can possibly do. And the rest of it will come later. But uh, yeah, so if you have any questions, you want to reach out to me, just go ahead and hit me up on Instagram or TikTok or even Facebook too, um, on there as well, uh, answering questions. And we'll you know put all those links in there, but uh, I'm always around. Awesome. Mitch, that's a strong message. Appreciate that. Guys, take that message to heart. Run with it. Let's run after our mission that the Lord's called you to. And until the next episode, let's raise the standard. Hey guys, I got a quick announcement to make. If you feel that you're in the gap between where you are right now and where you're supposed to be in life, that place that God has promised you, that promised land that he has for you, then I want to invite you into the Unfair Advantage Challenge. It's an 11-day email training content that I've never shared on this platform before. And I'm doing this because I want to equip you and teach you how to access the unfair advantage that God gives all men who are walking with him. But here's the thing. Many men never access it. Many men never reach their promised land and many men never reach their full potential. That's why I'm doing this. So go to accessyouradvantage.com, sign up for the training, and you will get equipped with the strategy, the mindset, and the tools so you can unlock and access the unfair advantage that God has for you. Let's get after it.